Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 146 of the Picus Riley podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson. And joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And uh, this week, we have incoming class changes on Tuesday, uh, slash Wednesday, slash Thursday, depending on where you are in the world. And... Miss Weavers are getting some pretty substantial buffs, or so I've been told. Um, yeah, buddy! So, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we've got more stuff on 10.0.7. We've got uh, raid nerfs. Small ones. Small ones. Um, and uh, some other, you know, just miscellaneous changes. Like, they've actually really been on top of the class changes, this, this yeah. expansion. Uh, this is way closer, like you know back in shadowlands everybody was like man i wish instead of getting a patch like a balance patch every like three to six months we would get it like every couple weeks and this is we're getting it every couple weeks yeah Yeah, it's tough to keep up i'll say but uh but it's all it is awesome to see all this stuff so yeah um also a note uh the we had some website issues on peak in the past week um, and that ended up with Babsalonius or Anomaly, one of you guys, Babs. one of the, the red names in Discord, <laughs> doing a uh, full restore from backup, just like wiping the server, restoring from a backup. Um, and it's working again, um, working fine. But that does mean the most recent episode of the podcast got taken down and I didn't realize it. So that will be back up tomorrow. If you uh, are confused as to why to show up tomorrow, that's that's why. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Site was uh, was hanging on some things, so we uh, we hopefully fixed that. <laughs> I don't think anybody. I don't think we figured out what it was. It's just basically turning it off and on again fixed it. Except in yeah. this case, turning it off and on again meant deleting the world and restoring for <laughs> a backup. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Maybe we can jump into progression. I think mine's less as exciting than yours. But um, but yeah. So we are going through our Dathia progression. Uh, we had, I think, now four sub five percent wipes. Ooh. Um, uh, on Thursday. So we we extended this week. Uh, I think very similar to you guys last week. And uh, yeah, yeah. Spent yeah. and all both our raid nights on Dathia or sorry, Di- Diarna. God, their names are too similar. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, uh, but yeah, spent both nights on Brewkeeper and um and yeah, got got. Broodkeeper very low, um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was some rough wipes, we'll say. Yeah, um, just in I terms heard, of like, oh sorry, I heard that uh, one of your tanks was having some connection issues. Well, that also, yeah, Thursday night because of the great ice storm in Texas, and I mean the, I mean they they do a bang up job in Texas on keeping the power on just in general, and so like, yeah, you know, it's surprising. No that, by the way, yeah, it's surprising that. You know anybody in Texas any problems with their power ever? But uh, yeah, but no, um, yeah, yeah. Texas hit with they, they were in an ice storm for the past like week or for most of the week, and uh, yeah, our tank was having a ton of power issues on Thursday. Which I mean, it wasn't too bad. Like he'd go, um, he'd go offline for like five ish minutes. Like probably happened like three times, but it just like broke up the night enough that like we yeah. have a good pull, lose power, then like have like one or two pulls where we didn't do as well, get back into the rhythm, and then yeah. Um, he'd lose power again. So, uh, but yeah, so hopefully Diarna dies this week and then we get to start uh, a Razageth progression. But, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a long two days of raid, like lots yeah. of, 
egg breaking, lots of like which group is screwing this up type thing. So um, we did have we did an interesting issue. We have one of our shamans that just would die at the same point every time. And like really no matter what we would do uh, in terms of like swapping up cooldowns or swapping up like even like ra- like overall raid CDs used at certain points, um, we'd sort of always lose the shaman at one point. So that sort of put a little bit of a damper on it. But um, yeah, once we sort of for, right. Well, yeah. Well, the the funny thing is, is like I didn't realize this, but they have a talent where if Ankh is up, they have eight percent more HP. Yeah, it's so uh, dumb. Like they need so that stupid. HP when they don't have Ankh up. Exactly. So like it was like, oh, Ankh's up, we're okay. And then like if he would die and like use it at a different point, like then he would die like, to the other one because yeah, would, the other yeah, because you didn't have the, the hit point. So did, um, was Astral Shift not enough, or was Astral Shift used elsewhere? It was used elsewhere. So like yeah, that's what okay. they worked on, sort of like shifting yeah. what like what egg breaks to use it on and and we figured it out eventually but yeah it was a it was a learning experience so yeah we hopefully get diana down this week and then we get to we get to play with razgath for the next week or two or however long it takes to kill it so yeah so we got diana down uh last sunday um it was another like you know two and a half three hours into the raid night kind of kind of deal so we did not get a ton of time on razgath last week I will say though the work that I did to go back and figure out how the great staff and the egg breaks work uh, yeah. really paid off. Um, I, we went from like having a bunch of issues where the great staff would like flip around and be a you know a position we weren't expecting, and in some cases a position that was really not not possible to do, <laughs> um, to having it be you know very consistently positioned every time. Uh, so that was nice. really nice. I have a I have a diagram that I made that I pulled up, and we're not going to go through it. But I put I put in the work. We have <laughs> we have new diagrams. Um, for those that are curious, I talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but the main idea is that there's like a line, a horizontal line between two eggs that are going to get incubated by rapid incubation, and you stand on that as a tank. And she puts her great staff on it and it's always in range of all three and it's always exactly positioned because you can't get the like low percent chance of her facing like the low percent chance of her facing the rapid incubation line doesn't matter because that's where the tank is facing. So it's always facing the same way. So you just do that and it's the same position every time. And even though it does end up with one of the eggs being a little bit farther away in a lot of cases, um, it makes it the same every time you do that exit which just means that they can then learn you know hey i have to you know move it like this like we had two hunters so they really didn't have that many issues with the range they just always disengage it um but for me it's like some of them i have to hit desk advance and some of them i i skip it um, gotcha that's actually one of the other things i learned too um i need to not use desk advance on a lot of them or, you know, if you're playing, if you're monk tanking this, not use roll, not use tiger's lust on a lot of them. Because what you want to avoid is having the second and third eggs in each set break at exactly the same time. Yeah, yeah, we ran into that. And basically, like, with our, our setup was two hunters and a death knight, me, doing the doing the lines. Um, and with the way that the timing worked out, when the hunters broke their eggs... If I use Death's Advance, I would have the third egg break at the same time. So 
Um, I stopped using Death's Advance except for there's like two that I absolutely have to use it because of range. But uh -huh. those are so far away that they get staggered anyway because like if I have to use it to even reach it, you know. Gotcha. It, yeah. it ends up staggered. But nice. uh, yeah, we had all of Friday on Razageth, um, and actually made really, really good progress. I'm I'm really happy with it. We um, got to the first intermission multiple times. Uh, oh, cool. Did not really, like, blue side did not make very much progress into it. Red side actually, like, kind of kind of crushed their, their intermission. Um, <laughs> but blue side did not ever make it past the first ad set. <laughs> not once. Nice. Um, but that's even like just talking about that. That's like really insane progression for for one night. We uh, oh, yeah. got the um, phase down like pretty consistently, fairly quickly. Um, the big thing that we ran into actually is our comp. We were playing two hunters, two priests. We're actually doing two hunters, two priests, and a and a, and a paladin tonight. So there's like a, a lot of wheelchairs. Yeah, that's a that's rough. Um, but we also, because of the Razageth nerfs, which maybe we'll talk about in a second, yeah. um, it's way more practical for us to skip the fifth Hurricane Wings. Gotcha. If you do that, then the Hunters don't really need help. They can do their own thing and they'll be fine. Um, the Priests, we actually had our Priests, uh, they, they of their own volition swapped to Void Elf. Um, nice. Uh, we actually we have so we have three priests on our roster, and because we want to be able to swap people around, the, our third one is race changing this weekend, uh, and I think the guild is paying for it, or our raid lead is paying for it. One of them is paying for it, yeah, um, because Void Elf just makes it so much easier. Yeah, the blinks. Yeah, um, but one of the the fun things there is we. Uh, as tanks were figuring out how to position the boss so that you had as much space as possible. And there's, uh, Dratnos actually did a, a video series, not just a single okay. video, a video series on the fight, because uh, it's a long fight and there's a lot going on. But yeah. in the phase one video, he talks about a method for getting the uh, boss as close to the edge as possible. And it is night and day when you get awesome. that right versus just getting it kind of at the edge um yeah. and so what you do is you start you pull the boss off at like a 45 degree angle from where you actually want it uh-huh and then you run along the edge of the platform like one foot on the platform one foot off the edge <laughs> and drag it around and it ends up with like the center of the boss's uh model on the edge of the platform almost oh wow it's way, way closer to the edge because the boss has an enormous model. If you just pull it straight on, yeah. it's going to stand way away. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have yet to fall off doing that, but I've come close, and I have, I have died to not hitting enough cooldowns because sometimes the boss will like. There's, there's weird stuff with range when you're doing that, where like mm -hmm. I'm running along, and sometimes I like stop for a second to try and death strike. And the boss will auto me, but not actually come in range for me to death strike. Oh no. <laughs> and so I've just learned, like, I just commit, like, I'm committing AMS. I've got a time dilation. I'm hitting IBF. I'm hitting vamp blood. Yeah. And that all combined, like, I, I don't need 
like everything comes back up in time for what I needed next. But I'm committing a ton of stuff there just to make it so I don't have a chance even of hitting purgatory gotcha. uh, during that movement. But uh, yeah. Nice. So we're going back in tonight. I'm uh, feeling good about our progress on it so far. Uh, hoping to like one of the things that was really nice about our raid on Friday is we were really consistent. Um, yeah. We actually, if I, if I pulled up, I'm going to pull up prog stats, uh, flashbang warning for anybody watching. <laughs> um, we have this nice, pretty consistent downward trend on boss yeah. HP. Um, and you can see at the end, these little triangles are intermission poles. So we just had a bunch of them at the end of the night. And that was really, really nice to see. Gotcha. Um, if we continue that, it's going to be a really good raid night. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome that you were able to like, yeah. Because I think that's the biggest thing is like with a with any end boss fight, right? It's like consistently doing like the the mundane phase and then, you know, getting to like the new stuff as, as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like looking back way back at uh, Jaina, that was our big problem is we were never consistent in phase one. So we just yeah. throughout all the progression, we're throwing away phase one pulls. Yeah. Um, and that just takes a lot of time. You just spend yeah. a lot of time on, on, you know, even if your poll is only a minute or two long, you still have a couple of minutes just tacked on there to get everybody rezzed and Rest feasted off. and uh, rebuffed and back in position. Yeah. Um, and that extra like two minutes in between pulls matters a lot more when your pulls are a minute and a half long yeah. than when they're five minutes long, six minutes long. Yeah. And then there's the mental drain too of like, particularly if you're not consistent and it's like, you know, 60, 70 pulls in and you're only seeing phase one and you're just like, I can't like that, that yeah. was the jailer progression for, for us was like the, the yeah. phase one wipes to jailer were like very taxing. Cause phase one was also, I think it was long, it was long for a phase one, I think on the yeah, end boss was. too. But then also like, yeah, wiping on like the final set of bombs, just like, I hate this. Like, it's yeah. So, Resigate yeah. phase one is also about as long as jailer, but jailer but, phase one was so much faster like so much more dense in terms of mechanics and the line of sight. Yeah, it was just like the line just of sight. Go, well, go, 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 go. Um, like still the worst mechanic ever put in a video game. Like, And and you had to have the assignment we got for bombs, right? Yeah. yeah. That's actually something. So we have currently an assignment we got for static charges, and I don't know if we're going to continue using it. Um, gotcha. It doesn't work 100%. Like it does require either everybody follows the assignment or or, you know, nobody does yeah um but the general idea is we've got it set up so that like there's there's people that are doing their their sparks on the left side of the boss on the right side of the boss and on the back of the boss and we just have it set up so that if you're on the left side for sparks it tries to assign you to go to the left if you're on the right yeah. side it tries to assign you to go to the right um and it won't do that 100 percent of the time because of you know rng you can get two people that are on the right side yeah and so sometimes somebody has to do a big move across the boss and it tries to avoid that. But also we kind of don't need a weak aura if we're set up like that. If people are actually hanging out on the left and right side of the boss and they do spawn on opposite sides, it's just obvious what to do. You just run away yeah. from the boss. The, the place that the assignment weak aura actually helps is when you do have two people on the same side get it and then ideally it's like one person gets back and they run away towards the back and don't have to cross the boss 
one yeah. person gets right, one person gets left. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see if we, if we use anything like that once we start progression, but, um, but I mean, I guess, I guess maybe, yeah, it seems like, I mean, good. Did, um, I, sorry, I was trying to make a segue, a nice segue into the nerfs. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I talk about those a little bit, but the nerfs went in with last week's reset, right? So you, yeah, you basically started pulling. Yeah. Yeah. We so, went yeah, in so, with the nerfs. Yeah. So just, I mean, they just, I guess in terms of like the Razigeth nerfs, right? They, they nerfed his health. Uh, or her health is, I don't know. Her health, yeah. Her health, sorry. Um, by 3% overall. Um, and they also made a couple of changes to some of the mythic, the mechanics of mythic. So static charges, which is what you're talking about. Yeah. Their damage was reduced by 15%, along with its further reduction yeah. by, by a distance. So like, I think yeah, in general, like the the precise splitting you need to do now, less important. Probably still important. Probably still doesn't it's, damage, it's still but. important, mostly actually for the people that get the mechanic. Like if two people yeah. go to the same side, they won't kill the raid, but they might kill each other. Gotcha. And yeah. um that's a problem. So I we still have the assignment aura set up for tonight. I don't like it may not it, it may get turned off for next week. We haven't figured that out yet, but we, we still have it on for tonight. Um, gotcha. actually like the, the amount of damage that you take from them with like running way away is way, way lower now. Um, yeah. like this is much more than a 15% nerf to static charges damage. Um, and a lot of these actually are nerfs targeted at phase one. So the next one, uh, volatile spark, uh, the burst cast time is now four and a half seconds. It was three and a half, which has come into play multiple times when we've had one spark go off at a bad angle and had to like, I have waddled out there. And hit kick. <laughs> and um, well, that's right, not right. a thing that I could do on a three and a half second cast time. Gotcha. Um, and also, volatile sparks have three stacks instead of four stacks on Mythic. So, what this is when you kick, purge, stun, you know, displace, whatever it is, the sparks, they lose a stack, they actually die, and then they spawn a new one with one less stack. Yeah. Um, so, now they do that three times instead of four times four yeah um, which is nice or, yeah basically you have to get per person you have to get three stops instead of four stops uh which does also make that mechanic much easier to get done consistently yeah. um from everything that i've heard obviously i've only done one version of it i've only done this version of it um but yeah it definitely i think we would have wiped more to volatile spark for sure if not for this gotcha and uh, I have a question because I was we were talking about this in Mystery Chat a couple weeks ago. Are any of your are you, you have a monk in your raid, right? At least one. We have two. Two. Are they running song? Are either Mistweavers and they running song by any chance? Um, GG? We initially had it, but we actually have just an absolute ass load of of AOECC. Okay. So I don't know if they yeah. are. They probably can because it does yeah. function as like a second ring of peace, right? Well, and it's a movement one too. So it'll basically, it shoots out and goes like sort of across the platform and anything right. touching it, it'll get interrupted. So it's right. a, yeah, we were, cause we were, we were talking about maybe that being the play for Razagath, particularly on Mythic, because like if you get double spawns, it'll of course do what Ring does. It'll interrupt, you know, two instead right. of just the one. And it also moves across. So if you angle it right, you can hit the majority of like right. a raid or a group. So, so we, we might look into that. Um, the, the thing is we have so ring of peace you can place not on yourself but we currently have yeah. our monks just dropping ring of peace on themselves and they they're in the center um yeah. we could put a monk to the side still have them drop ring of peace in the center with some like put somebody there that doesn't have good aoe stops 
Yeah. Um, and then they could song just across the full length of the boss. Yeah. Um, and pick up a bunch like that. But like having two ring of pieces, we have uh warlocks in. Warlocks are extremely oh, good Jesus, for this. Yeah. Shadow yeah. Fury and Howl of Terror. This is the only time that anybody has ever used Howl of Terror, but it's extremely good for this. Yeah. Uh Shaman's really good for this. Thunderstorm has a 30 second cooldown, and you don't care about the knockback. Like you don't nice. have to talent into the knockup if you don't want it. Yeah, um, yeah. You might want it actually for the intermission, but you don't need it for this. And then the double cap totem, actually. It's not up for every set. Uh, it's just slightly too long of a cooldown. Uh-huh. Um, we did try the cooldown reduction talent. It wasn't consistent. Like, they okay. get uh, five seconds off the CDR for every target it hits. And we tried assigning it to every set, because if you hit two targets, it's up for every set. Gotcha. But it's just, like, sometimes it would hit nothing, because it would get cleared out by other CC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you, I mean, you probably have plenty to cover. Yeah, it was just one of those things I was thinking about. If if you ran like like Misweaver's or yeah. I don't know if the other I don't know if the other classes get it because it's in the Misweaver tree. It's in the Misweaver tree. It's not something yeah. that Brewmaster or Windwalker can yeah. pick up. But Brewmaster and Windwalker can pick up Ring of Peace and Leg yeah. Sweep with Leg Sweep cooldown reduction and have that up for every set as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so monks are monks are I guess monks are good at that. <laughs> like we're good yeah. at, at that ability or that uh, that boss mechanic. So and actually. Um, Ring of Peace is probably just like the best period. Uh, Ring yeah. of Frost from Mages is like a pretty good second. So if we have two Mages, two uh, two Monks in, that's just like four AoE des- denials that these oh, yeah. Sparks can jump into and just get cleared. Yeah. Um, and fun fact, Mass Grip, um, there's a, a little server tick thing. Death Grips um, and other displacements have a chance to move the spark before it actually dies oh. um, and if you know the odds are in your favor and you get the displacement and it actually moves it mass grip is extremely good because you can mass grip off the boss if you have a ring of peace in the middle and it'll pull the sparks around it to the middle into the ring of peace oh, and then they have a greater chance of jumping into the ring of peace oh that's cool um, and so that's a really neat interaction. Um, it's not reliable, but when it like, and also death grip or mass grip is a two minute cooldown, right? <laughs> yeah. um, you can get it to 90 seconds, but you don't need to, cause you can't use it. It doesn't get you anything extra, but two minute cooldown. So you can't use it on every one, but you can, when it, when it, when it works, you get rid of a lot of sparks very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's also in the Viserio kind of rate assignment sheet. Now there is a, uh, macro and that macro is from instant dollars it lets you just spam it and if you especially if you have a spammable purge uh um, oh, yeah. like a shaman or a um or a mage then you can just spam that and uh just erase ads just erase these sparks that's awesome yeah if we we uh we have that we've been messing around with that macro or like we we tested it I think on heroic like a couple weeks ago when it first started making its rounds so yeah, yeah. it works great that's, that's awesome well that's good that's good news yeah um I think the only other change where there was two heroic changes I guess you could say also on yeah. Razagath was uh there was a shield reduction the reduction on the shield um by ten percent on heroic and then. Baldo Spark burst cast time went to six seconds on heroic. It was five. So another yeah. added a second on it for heroic too. Um if you're still still progressing there. So 
Yeah, this was, I mean, this is what the first week of really big, we'll say, nerfs. Um, yeah. Razagath was included in those, along with, I think, Karag and Dathia. Yeah. So the, the one we didn't actually talk about much, the Razagath health nerf, actually is fairly significant because that makes it much easier to skip the first or the fifth Hurricane Wings in phase one. Yeah. Which increases the requirements on like movement CDs by a lot because it's the it's the strongest one that you get. Mm-hmm. Um so being able to skip that's a big deal. Uh, yeah. and that three percent nerf uh helps you get there. Yeah, uh, for, which, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I was actually gonna go through Karak. So yeah, were, I was gonna do the same so, thing. Yeah, yeah. Go through, yeah. go through. It's all you. Um so on Karak, there's Basically, two changes. There's the passive raid dots, both in the intermission and in the main phases. Um, the the like storm dominance, fire dominance, frost dominance. Those ones from the main phase. The uh, shattering, blistering, chilling, thundering presence from the intermission phases. Those both ate a ten percent nerf. Um, so that's pretty nice. Just yeah. like slightly easier healing checks. Um, and then also, all of the ads. I think every single it. one everything actually, both that's intermission and main set ads yeah so it's not the um the earth ones that get spawned by the yeah. the mechanic in the earth phase and it's not the hellions that get spawned from the fire puddles but right. all the other ones ate a 10 percent health nerf which is actually really nice for like our raid group was kind of warped by the fact that we needed to be able to do two, tar- two target cleave effectively uh-huh. it wasn't worked that badly but we did make a couple of swaps that we just you know had to have the ability to cleave down that second target efficiently and 10 percent less hp on those makes that much easier yeah, this would this would actually screw part of our i mean it'd be it make our shot a little bit easier but it would mean we'd have to hold damage so we i don't know if you did this when we were doing progression but in the first intermission um you kill like the i think it's the the air ad first or the wind yeah. ad first right and then you leave the then you have the fire ad left in the first intermission. We used to kite it out, so we used to let it enrage and then enrage let it enrage for about twenty to twenty five seconds and then kill it yeah. for timings, basically yeah. going into to the earth phase. So less health would sort of screw that up, but I think it'd probably be fine. We just have to stop a little bit earlier on it. We and, uh, we use different timings, but we did something similar. We um, after the the storm ad died, we didn't use no more cooldowns everybody's then yeah. from that point holding cooldowns and so we ended up killing it pretty consistently around the point that it enraged and we just like gotcha. land on that gotcha um, yeah we would we would let it enrage and then cut it to the middle our monk would touch it so that it cleaved onto the boss because touch goes through oh. uh boss reduction so we we game that in both intermissions um that's that's then, fun yeah, well, because I mean, we had I think we we started doing it after we had a we had a two percent wipe at the enrage. We're like, yeah. we need to pick up like, and we were like uh, not super clean, but we were like almost fully clean until that point in terms of our yeah. execution. So like, we need to eke out like two percent damage somewhere. Yeah, and, like that's yeah. basically like the easiest thing we could think of to, to yeah. do that. So that makes sense. Um, I don't know that's quite two percent damage, but the the holding definitely like letting people's cds come back because that's yeah. one of the reasons you do the hold on karag is also for healer cds to come back because then you yeah. can do the kind of kalthazad style of like just ripping the same cds in the same order in every phase exactly yeah and that's basically what we did too like the same almost almost to the letter the same ticks where we use the same cds across the board i yeah. think we we adjusted it slightly because earth has like the scary tank damage so we 
we made sure we had rallies for like the second set of ads that spawned. But yeah, um, yeah, it's not too much. No, don't take up too much time talking about Karak. But in any event, um, the nerfs yeah are are good in terms of like ad health and then just general damage. The the major damage components are, are yeah. Done, so and then the last of the nerfs of the raid, uh, Dethea ate some uh, mm-hmm. static discharge, which is the dot that the raid gets on mythic when you clear your uh mark uh that got reduced by 15 percent what this really does is make mistakes less punishing this doesn't actually mean that you consistently add another stack um yeah but it, it does make accidentally adding another stack maybe recoverable um or at least less likely to like absolutely murder people right uh and then the volatile infuser health i believe this applies both to the ad that's on the main platform and the ad that's on the upstairs platforms. Um, they have the same name, but different, like they're different M- NPCs as far as the game mm-hmm. is concerned. So I'm not entirely sure that this applies to both, but I think it does. 10% reduced health. Uh, yeah. The one on the main platform, we are it's already awful. like stopping DPS on. The, I, the one on the upstairs platform, though, that's a good good way to make that platform just a little bit easier. Yeah, it gets, and it's, it gets you down before the wins, which I think was what at least what we were wiping to a lot of times was like not killing that upstairs ad in time and then the team from upstairs coming down as a wins hit. So there was like a bunch of damage that group was taking yeah. as they landed. So yeah, we were using um, we were having that overlap, that same overlap happen. And we were just sending like on the first one. I think on the first one, we didn't send anything. Second one was health stones. Like gotcha. you yeah. would just like jam your health stones for that blowback so that when you landed you did not immediately get murdered by cyclone yeah 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 but these are again solid we'll say solid nerfs and i think um i think we'll start to see more of those i mean the the Razgath ones are pretty pretty significant and i think it's just you know yeah i think they're they're doing it for a couple of reasons and i think um we'll talk about maybe one of those um coming up here um but yeah no the the Razgath nerfs are pretty pretty solid in terms of cleaning up phase one and i think we will should expect to see like similar tweaks and nerfs i think across the raid um probably to like the second half bosses like you know it's funny diurna i mean you might, I guess, as we talked about this we might not see anything for diurna um in terms yeah. of like it's nerfs but dathian and kara got their first set so yeah, I'm waiting I mean, for the sanarth nerfs by the way like those are the ones i for, think i want to say i think when we get back on farm we're going to absolutely crush Sinarth. Like the damage checks yeah. on Sinarth, I think it gets absolutely crushed into the dirt. And we were already like kind of there. Like the medium spider damage checks were not that significant. Yeah. Um anymore. But like I think we're gonna get there and it's just gonna like we're gonna wipe because of people falling off, right? Yeah. Exactly. We're not gonna wipe because of the spider living too long. The spider is going to get absolutely deleted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um well cool maybe we'll uh we can switch gears a little bit we'll start talking about things that happened this week um then we'll get into sort of the main topic you talked about which is like tons of changes nerfs all that fun stuff so um this week uh there was a ton of downtime um so if you tried to play the game at all during the day um probably tuesday wednesday or even thursday a little bit difficult um and the reason being is uh the trading post went live this week no um, bugs, no bugs, only downtime. Uh, ooh, yeah. Um, so trading post went live. Yeah, it was there was tons of bugs. Um and uh and yeah, so if you guys aren't familiar, trading post is the the new sort of just activity, you call it like an activity system, right? It's like essentially 
a monthly system where you can log in, do activities, gain a currency, and then use that currency to buy like mounts, cosmetics, pets, all non-power increasing things, just like fun things that, you know, you can do things out in the world uh, and gain points and then like use those points or use those that currency to buy things. So um, February 1st, first week it's coming up. And um, yeah, I mean, I, so <laughs> it's supposed to be a monthly activity. Like there was a bunch of posts about how to min-max this, which is just such a wow thing to me. It's like, yeah, it, it is. Like, like, I'm like, there's, you have literally, you have 20, in this case, 28 days to do this right in February. And like, I did it in two days by not trying. Like I didn't, I was just like yeah. doing stuff in the world and like hit it in two days. But I'm like, people are just like, oh, you got to do like this on your main character. Then you do the same thing on your alt. And it's like the most efficient way to get like your hundred things or whatever. Cause I think it's, yeah. it's, it's account wide. So it's like, yeah, it is. I'm like, guys, like just the, it's okay. The like, only thing I have to say about that is really that there were a lot of bugs initially with it not counting things. And that, yeah. that, um, you know, makes you have less time. Like if you lose a raid week's worth of progress on the things, then that kind of sucks because the raid doing raid gives a lot. Yeah. Um, that gives you probably a quarter of it, like one week of raiding <laughs> gives yeah. you a quarter of the progress you need. So if you literally just raid log and you do the raid every week, you actually are going to like more or less get it done. And you add in any other content, you get it done in time to actually go to the vendor and buy something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's a, uh, it's it's the system went live, and I'll say it's it's super. I actually like it. I don't yeah. know. It was interesting, like because so basically the way that it works is there's a bunch of things that give you these these trader tenders currency, and it's 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 almost anything from like killing raid bosses, killing old raid bosses too. Like it's just that does count, it, and I believe that's intentional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like going back and clearing old content. It's like doing things in the world. Like there's one for the rock climbing. Um, the rock climbing world quest where you if you help 10 other players you get points for it like that's one of the achievement things i didn't even know yeah. that you could help other players with it yeah there's like a upgrade you get that you can give other players oh print, uh, okay i've been saving them. i've been saving all my resources to like buy mounts and things gotcha yeah i know i just i full sent it into like the upgrade tree uh at the thing but um but yeah, so there's like it's it's a bunch of different just like open world stuff plus like rating stuff. I, I think there's even PvP things in it, and yeah. so like it's literally PvP by, dungeons. Yeah, there's one for the dungeon game. bosses that oh, really? um, every boss in the Mythic Plus key counts. Like if you go and you do Halls of Valor, yeah. you get you know five bosses on that. Uh, even nice. if it's normally like Mythic Plus is like in this weird not dungeon state where like you don't get dungeon credit for most things, but it does count for this. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and there's um there's even stuff for like emoting at certain characters. Like uh, Yeah. I had a there was one to like emote at all the dragons and like <laughs> I think or emote at raid boss dragons and one of my buddies went to kill to there's one for Malagos in um I have Eternity and he forgot to emote but then killed Malagos and you can't emote at the end of the Malagos encounter because the body just disappears. <laughs> so Oops. like we can't do that Get, this week. Um, he gets that one next week. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought was funny. So, um, but no, it's a it's a super cool system. And then you can use this currency that you get to like buy, like we said, like transmog stuff, uh, pets, uh, mounts. Um, there, there is a very um, so. There's two things I want to highlight. One is it has one of the only flails in the game. This is very similar to the protection paladin flail. Um, yep. You know, different color, different model, but same animations. So. 
this is one of the only ones in the game that is usable by not paladin not protection warrior like so this is like i I mean i'm getting this to use on my monk right yeah like dual wielding flails that's pretty neat um super cool and then i just think there's a very cool symmetry the celestial steed the very first store mount ever that came out in wrath of the west king back in 2008 or whatever um very first mount available in the trading post yeah which is funny because i never i never bought this mount i didn't i I don't have it either i'm not buying it now either because i'm not going to use it but oh i bought it because i'm a yeah i had a bunch of points but um but i didn't really i forgot that it was the first uh it was the first yeah yeah that's why you see um (laughs) it became a little bit of an in-joke and so now the quests in hillsbrad foothills you know there's the the like blood elf character rides up on the celestial charger yeah for that quest that's funny yep that's awesome. Yeah, and then um, you also get a... So if you do... So basically, the way that you fill up the bar, basically, anything by doing all these different activities, and if you fill that up, I think you need a 1,000 points for it, um, you get another mount from it, yeah. which is... Uh, I think it's it's a brand new one. I don't think I've seen this one before, um, but it's called the Ash, Ashadar Harbinger of Dawn mount, and um, it's like a it's a cat mount with, like, cool armor. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's one of the Night Elf racial mounts, but with, like, warden armor on it yeah so it's uh it's cool i mean i so just in general like i've like i said i completed it in two days just by generally doing my typical tuesday stuff and uh, a couple things on wednesday specifically to get it like i loved all the dragons at the top of the dragonflight tower so alex alex straza caligos who else is up there um somebody else is up there in any event um got some points for doing that and some other just like doing world quests and you know bosses and stuff like that so um no i think if you're Oh, sorry. One thing to keep in mind with this. So the amount of tender that you get the first month is higher. Um, you get 500 from having a Dragonflight uh, license on your account. So if you don't already have that and you go and buy it, whenever that happens, you'll get 500. Um, you get 500 for doing the, just like introducing the travel the, the traveler's log thing. Um, and then there's 500 for having a subscription. You just get for free just by like, logging in and going to the box um and then 500 for doing activities catches most of us have 2000 from this month because dragonflight license doing the first time quest 500 from activities 500 from having a subscription next month we're going to get a thousand yeah so you can buy a lot this month i would encourage you to maybe not spend it all in one place I 100% spent all mine. But that's not a problem, Emerson, because you can save one item for next month. So that's true. In the, in the UI at the bottom, uh, you are able to save one of the currently sold items for next month to purchase it next month if you want. Which is a really cool system. That's actually really cool. That they should bring and apply to the Great Vault. We've talked about this. Yes, I, I agree. Um, I agree that it should be something like within the Great Vault being able to freeze like one item. Uh, basically for for next week as long as you meet like the requirements right so like freeze it and then like if it's a mythic plus thing you have to at least do one mythic plus at that same level and you get to keep yeah. it right but um, yeah but no yeah in any event 
a trading post or trade. Yeah, trade is trading trading post what it's called. Um, super cool system. A good addition, even though it offers me nothing to get better at raids. I think it's just a cool thing to keep people engaged in the game. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm a I'm a huge I'm a huge fan um, of it. So um, next up uh, or other thing they added and they did this. They did this low key, low key, no posts. It actually went up on Wowhead first. And I'll tell you that somebody in my guild linked it before, like an hour before Wowhead had a post on it. Yeah. So, um, uh, but they added the ability to buy bind on pickup primal chaos items that you can send to your alt. So basically. Bind on account. Bind on account. Oh, bind on account. Sorry. Bind on account. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so you can um, you can basically purchase an item for 80 Primal Chaos and you can send it to an alt and your alt gets 60. So there's a little bit of a conversion. You pay 20 Chaos, but it is, you know, covers probably one of the biggest gripes, I'll say, um, that people have had is like farming Primal Chaos on an alt is super unfun and super annoying. Um, the crafting really, gear is, is like really great for catching your alt up. Like if you make a new alt, you hit level 70, you get your five sparks and you can't use any of them. Because you don't have any primal chaos. In order to get primal chaos, you have to do, you know, group content, but you can't get into group content because you're eye level fuck all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh it's it's a nice to alleviate that portion of it. I think, you know, and I think it's really something a good step. Um, people did of course use this time to complain about the upgrade items. So like the items that drop out of heroic content and the items that drop off of mythic content, you know, not being able to even increase your item level of your crafted gear to, you know, heroic and mythic levels. I mean, I think this is a good first step. I think the other items, you know, there is a case to be made that they're dropping from content you're doing, right? Not, they shouldn't yeah. be things that should be able to spread around. Um, you get you get them as rewards for doing content, whereas like Primal Chaos is sort of a currency that you get rewarded for just playing the game, which is something right. you probably trade a little it's- bit easier, so... It's um, you can get three ninety two gear without yeah. that stuff, right? Three ninety two gear, like five pieces of three ninety two gear is a lot to just like yeah. throw on a new character. Um, and you can fill out the rest with with the three forty something crafted gear, and just be like immediately eye level three eighty. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's definitely. I mean, this is a huge. It's a very good change. I'll say. Um. And again, something that they didn't make a big deal out of, which I, I, which is funny. Like, I feel like I'm not used to this blizzard, I'll say, in terms yeah. of like them just like doing something or them like announcing they're going to do something where like it's, there's no buildup of like players. Like I think, you know, certain, definitely people are starting to get a little annoyed with this. Right. But there wasn't right. that like crescendo of like every form post or every time anybody says anything, it's like, make these things tradable. Right. We I, hadn't gotten I, to, I think, feel like that level. I think that most people haven't reached a level where you really can take advantage of this fully Um, because you do need primal chaos still on your main. You need it for the cauldrons. You need it to make your own crafted gear on your main. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were a few people like the people that played a ton in my guild, the people that were really like pushing keys and stuff had thousands and thousands and thousands of, of primal chaos because you get so many from doing keys in particular. You get, if you do a 20, you get like 20 of them, you get 18 or 20. It's very high. Um, so they just like were rolling in the stuff. Um, I split my time between two characters and didn't do as many higher keys. Right. I have like 500 on my main 500 on my monk. Um, and so I am shipping some to my hunter. Like I shipped some to my hunter and made myself a bow of the dragon hunters, Nice. Uh, which 
I was actually able to make online monks. So that was kind of cool, like being able to use the the crafting order system to make myself items. I can't make anything else for it because I don't have any points in in the male <laughs> side of the tree. Yeah. Which is which is a little bit annoying. But um, you know, being able to like craft my own gear, that's pretty you know, pretty neat. And this actually lets me do it for my alt. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. No, yeah. It's uh the this this sort of change I think is is super like I said, it's a really nice one. And one that Blizzard like didn't make a big deal about. Like that, yeah, like I said, their blue post came out after most of the community, like at least WoW had knew about it, which right. then most of the community did from there. So I'm um, no good change. Um a couple other quick little hot fixes before we get into some of the bigger things. Um they did reduce they did find a bug in the difficulty of battle for Azeroth dungeons basically making them scale beyond their intended difficulty. The only reason I bring this up is that the BFA dungeons are, I think, the base dungeons they drop you into after yeah. you finish if you the... New, if you have a new account, you go through the new starting experience, uh, yep. Exile's Reach, and then you go into the BFA campaign, yeah. and that unlocks the BFA dungeons. And the BFA dungeons were destroying people. Yeah, so imagine being level 11, level 12, and getting dropped into like, or whatever level you come out of Exiles Reach. I think it's yeah. I think it's that low. Um, yeah, dropped into these BFA dungeons that were already kind of somewhat difficult, right? Anyway. Um, They're much more also, mechanically complex than a lot of the old starter dungeons. Exactly. Yeah, they don't ease you into the game anymore. Um, but on top of that, the scaling was sort of a little skewed high. So like, yeah, people were, yeah, it was a little bit, a little bit too difficult. So... Blizzard made a change there, um, fixed some of the scaling issues, and um, and yeah, hopefully those dungeons are not as punishing for for the brand new people uh, as they come in. So. Yeah. Um, cool. And then um, one final thing before we get into like mage mage or specific things is there was a new PTR build or sorry, not a, not a new PTR new PTR build plus PTR came up. So the ten yes. PTR is now up. You can log in. I don't think you can copy characters yet it was it wasn't working end of the week i don't know if they fixed it before it i haven't checked you know over the weekend um but um but there was a new ptr build pushed you can log in and there's a ton of updates i'll say at least for Mistweaver, um the majority of them were literally just like tooltip clarifications like yeah. standardizing like instead of writing out the word yards it's yds instead of having like 40.0 percent it's just 40 percent yeah. Um, but there was one interesting change, which um, I think people might be excited about, is that they made a change to one of our uh, one of our Shailun's gift choice nodes. So the one choice node we have is what we call lessons, which after you use Shailun's gift, you get a buff. The other choice node was that um, it increased the spawn rate of clouds. So Shailun's gift was powered up sooner, basically in half the time. And along with that now, there's also a cast time reduction included. So you cut a half a second off of Shailun's gift cast time. Um, there was a couple of other things data mined, um, some uncategorized spells um, that are right around this whole veil thing that offer both the cast time reduction plus it adding two targets to its Shailun's gift's cleave, which makes it hit five people instead of three like it does now, um, which is a huge mythic plus uh, upgrade, we'll say. Yep. Um, not as much in raid, but but huge in mythic plus. So, um, ten out of seven, looking looking pretty good for Shailun's gift. We'll say if if these go live, but um, yeah, a couple of data mine things there. Well, those were some of the big ones, and I think I don't know if Brewmaster got. I know I just saw something for Brewmaster, but I don't know if that's a just a that's tooltip a, update. 
like that was already um, in it's actually uh so at the point that this data mining was done there was actually a bug on live that we weren't we still didn't have our magic stagger oh okay we have our magic stagger buff now like it's funny the magic stagger buff from 35 percent to 45 percent went live prior to 10.0.5 then 10.0.5 came out and took it away oh nice so just adding it back so they're just adding it back so we had it for like a week and then it went away um nice. so they added it back this week um and the uh data mining is just comparing to the current you know current live version so at the time that this this data mining happens the live gotcha. version didn't have it but the 10.0.7 branch did have it so gotcha. now everything has it so that's good uh your you got your magic stagger buff again <laughs> <laughs> nice 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 um so yeah so there was a, a you know 10 out of 7 looking pretty good some additional we'll say misweaver changes that was the only major one the rest of it is all tooltip updates from what we can tell um yeah. so um so yeah more 10 out of 7 really the i think it's a bunch of class changes right now and they haven't opened the new story area which is we get yep. to go to the i forget what it's called the evoker starting area um, forbidden reach forbidden reach yep so we'll um We'll see how we'll see how that goes. There um, is. Uh, did you see the data mining on the new like gems? I did not. Primordial, no. Oh, oh, primordial gems. So yeah. Prim- oh, okay, okay. So people were a little bit freaking out because it looks a lot like shards of domination. Okay. But but it doesn't come out with a raid patch. It's part of 10.0.7. From what we can tell, there've been no blue posts about it. So uh, let me see if I can if I can find it. But um, it looks like it's probably supposed to be more like benthic gear, where okay. like you go and you do the new stuff in Forbidden Reach, and that gives you you know basically like a special ring that you can put these special gems in that have different effects that are similar in a lot of cases to like the benthic gear effects. Um, okay. So I think it's supposed to be that not. Not supposed to be anything for like raiders, but maybe you know, for brewmaster, you put on the one that does damage. Like maybe gotcha. that's just like maybe that's your like third best ring behind the cobalt assembly one and the aeronog ring for damage. And if you don't have the aeronog one, you just like throw that on. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, oh yeah, I did find the post, but. and I did I did hear I saw a post from Tally I think or a tw- like a tweet from Tally on this that was basically like. Don't worry about I so that now it makes sense of what this is about. Because his tweet essentially was like, Don't worry about this. I got every gem in like two hours. And yeah. they only work in the Forbidden Reach, I think is what it's okay. Like. Don't yeah, quote here me we go. On that, I found but, it. Yeah. I found it. Uh so this is the data mining from uh the new primordial stone gem system in 10.0.5. Um no communication on these. There is an onyx annulet that you get that has three sockets that um is a ring and in those sockets you can put these different primordial gems and there's a bunch of different ones i am not going to go through them all especially since it does seem like it's primarily world content um like there's stuff like there's one fire damage from your primordial stone gems is increased by 60 percent and is now considered chaos damage and then there's one that does fire damage. Um, and there's one that does dealing damage can infect a target with a plague that spreads to other enemies. There's like a bunch of these. Uh, being near a corpse grants the effects of blood, frost, and plague primordial stones. 
Like there's a bunch of different ones in here and it seems like it's primarily just like a neat little world content thing for um, yeah. 10.0.7. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, yeah, from what, at least from the tweet I saw, I didn't see this this post, but um, but from the tweet I saw, it seemed like it wasn't a raid or even like, it wasn't like a like an instance PVE thing, right? It was yeah. more of like an outdoor content thing. And um, there's no stats on the ring right now, but it has been confirmed that you can only put uh, the primordial gems in it. So you okay. don't just like get a ring. You, you don't go there and put regular gems in it and then, yeah. you know, run around with that. Gotcha. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, try stuff, Blizzard, like throw it out there, see if it works. I mean, I guess it's like a, it's a cool little thing. I think what they're trying to do too, is if you think about it, like with the trading post and even something like that, it's like, and then of course the interview with Preach where Holly said this directly, the EP of Warcraft is like, they're trying to create more things for people outside of just raiding and mythic plus or PVP, yeah. right? Like there's, yeah. there's a third faction of people I think that, you know, don't get talked about a ton. And like, I think this is a little bit for them. So yeah i mean this this is new world content for people that are not like you said are not in that like instance group content bucket yeah yeah that's cool um that's cool well um well yeah so maybe we'll shift a little bit to the main topic because there's a couple of i think you know 10 out of 7 stuff super cool that's i think we said like maybe what did we say like end of february early march time frame is what we're thinking um but there is a couple things coming out in the next couple of weeks which i want to get to and so yeah. um the first being a couple of february 14th things we'll maybe handle these together yeah we'll get um, a valentine's day gift from blizzard yeah valentine's day gift and it is cross realm mythic uh open so cross realm mythic for vault of the incarnates opens on february 14th with that reset um so if you have your horde and your alliance or friends want to get together kill mythic bosses you can on the 14th it's interesting that they're not tying this to hall of fame filling um yep. Which is uh, which I think is good. I think it just means that they're on a schedule now, right? Like they Hall have Hall of to... Fame. By the way, still broken. The Hall of Fame oh, really? page on Blizzard's site. If you go there, it says there's like 39. I got baited yeah. by this. They broke it with 10.0.5. There have been zero new additions since 10.0.5. Okay, went live. Um, so right now, if I go and I pull up the the um progress kills on warcraft logs for horde i'm pretty sure we're going to be looking at like 70 something okay so it's getting close it might actually hit a right around the same time it, it normally would well right. no because they they required i guess not anymore but they required 100 horde and 100 alliance guilds right? yeah so there are currently 88 horde guilds that have cleared uh vault of the incarnates somebody actually like this morning uh finishing up progression on nice. razageth um so there's only 12 slots left effectively in the horde hall of fame before it gets to like it will close in the next reset you know announcement yeah. assuming they actually fix the hall of fame page and any of it works that's true um but yeah so i mean they uh they are enabling it i think on a timer now i think a lot of this stuff is we're going to start to see with them releasing their sort of roadmap for the year yeah a lot of stuff's going to be on a timer yeah. Um, this is exactly two months, by the way, since yeah. raid release, which is a good. I mean, I feel like it's a good time um, to, to do it. Um, and Honestly, then the other, what? I still, I, I still feel like they could just have it cross realm from the start. 
I, so I still think if from my, from my point of view, I still think they are hesitant to do that primarily because of the race for world first implications. And so the fact that like you end up with like a bunch of like, cause you can, no matter what they say, there's a lot of things that they're trying to do to reduce essentially the degeneracy that co- becomes a part of the race for right. world first. Right. But and so like, I, I think in that regard, there will always be like, they will always try and limit it at least for now until there's just full on cross realm guilds. Right. Cause at that point they were really, yeah. across factions. But, right? but like the, you can't get anything from cross realm mythic. It's not like, like you could already do cross realm heroic for splits and things like that. Yeah. You're not really doing mythic splits. We've not ever seen that really. That's um, true. That's true. I guess we kind of saw that a little bit in Sepulchre because of how long it went on on some of the early yeah. bosses. But even then, like just you know, realm transfer characters, you know. Yeah, realm in fact. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, maybe it should be opened up to start. I I don't know. I think they I think they still want to try and preserve the nature of a guild in the game, which sort of yeah. this somewhat kills, but. In any event, uh, Cross Realm, February 14th, going live. Um, and then along with this, also, second, which is probably what more people are excited about, is February 14th, both the Conquest and Valor caps are removed. So you can farm those currencies to your heart's content um, starting uh, starting on February 14th. So Yep. Ten um, days from now, about nine yeah. days. I can do math. So, yeah, so I mean, I think um, this is probably a little bit overdue. I'd say. Yeah. Um, this and, one I would agree with you, and that like this seems like something they they do like after the first month, right? Or even I mean, completely honest with you, like once like there's a world first kill of a boss, like just remove the cap because this is like I don't so a direct power increase thing with the eye level you can get from Mythic Plus. I actually don't agree because if you just grind keys you completely outgear mythic or completely That's outgear true. heroic and early mythic like you get full 415s That's true. Like it's a lot of time. Like let's be 100% clear it is a lot of time to do that. But um capping it for the duration of like our progression is actually kind of nice. Like we'll have uncapped valor for like a couple of weeks of our progression. Yeah. If that, and, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, what, it's in two weeks, so you could be almost done in two weeks, so you'd have it for, like, your final yeah. week of frog, yeah. Razageth is, like, a four or five or six week boss for a lot of guilds, so we'll see. Okay. But with the nerfs, actually, I don't know that that's necessarily still true, because a lot of a lot of guilds' progression was phase one. Yeah, gated phase one. And they one, definitely, yeah. definitely made phase one easier. Yeah. Um. But no, I guess I guess you're right. Having it uncapped, it just it it just makes Mythic Plus the more efficient use of your time, right? Because not yeah. only could you you'll get better, more than likely better itemized gear, and then that gear will be of the same or even higher item level than what you might have out of your heroic and mythic clears anyway. So yeah, um, yeah, no, you're right. I think yeah, I guess holding this one back makes sense. I, I still feel bad about the, and maybe I don't feel bad about the conquest cap, but um, but yeah. So for the remainder of season one after the fourteenth, uncapped. The assumption is the caps come back in season two, um, at least for yeah. the the opening like month or two. So, yeah, um, I I think that if they did uncap them from basically the start or from like a couple of weeks, and I think that they would nerf the amount of uh, or the, like the eye level that you could reach, which yeah, I would rather have the cap and be able to like bump an item up rather than not have the cap and 
every item just is now worse. Exactly. No, that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, the cap is definitely, I think, a, a good thing versus a, a like general item level reduction where you can upgrade. So, um, but yeah, so those are the uh, the two. I guess the two things come in February fourteenth. So happy Valentine's Day, Crossfield Mythic, and uh, and Valor and Conquest uncapped. Um, so cool. So now I think into the the big updates um, and something I'm super excited about. So Blizzard came out with a post that a couple, actually there's two things I want to talk about. Number one, there was actually a very substantial fix that went in this week um, to Mistweaver. And then also there's a bunch of stuff coming next week with resets to Mistweaver. So the fix first is um, they fixed an issue with Lessons of Anger um, where it was not duplicating some damage and healing sources. So Lessons of Anger is one of the buffs you can get if you take a Lessons of Shao Hao which is whenever you cast Shailun's Gift, um, depending on how many clouds you have, you get a stack, or you sorry, you get a duration of a random buff, and there's four buffs. One of those was called Lessons of Anger. And what Lessons of Anger did is it, that it sort of duplicated um, some of the healing or damage you did while it was active to another player in your group or raid. So essentially, if you got Lessons of Anger on, say, uh, Razgeth shields, and also had cooldowns running like Chiji or something else, you could solo heal a Mythic Shield, actually. <laughs> because the duplication's out of control. Because it's every healing. So it's leech on yourself. It's you know healing you do randomly throughout the raid. It's all your hots ticking. Yeah. Like everything gets, I think it's like 25 or something like that percent duplication. So um, absolutely massive. And what happened was, you know, once, uh, I guess it was a week or two ago, we found out that it wasn't duplicating like non-direct casted healing. So like oh, so each wasn't like doing hots. it. Yeah, like hots and things like that. So that was changed with the February 2nd hotfixes. So Lessons of Anger back on the menu. So that's it's very good if you like high rolling. I mean, it's definitely a, a rogue, like roll the bones type situations where like if you get anger going into a huge amount of damage, you will do a huge amount of healing. So like right. don't plan on that, I'll say. Um, yeah. But if you yeah. could high roll that, it was uh it was awesome. So um so that's in there. They also did, I, most people didn't realize this, but um, I think about a week ago too, I, we, the only reason I bring this up, we had a couple of questions in Miss Weaver chat about this, is they fixed the, the double Feline Stomp issue, which is where if you had two monks in your raid that would each cast Feline Stomp, one would overwrite the other if oh. they were close to each other. Yeah. Um, and so they ended up, they did a fix about two weeks ago. I think it was the 27th of January, like whatever that the end of that week was, that fixed that issue. So now you should no longer have Feline Stomp issues with your... That's fun. With your with your other monks, yeah, our our, our Windwalker and I were we're always fighting about that. I'll say, um, but cool. Um, so those are some some of the fixes. And then um, randomly this week, I'll say uh, with uh, which I guess we shouldn't say random anymore because the Blizzard's been pretty on top of this. Is uh, we got a huge post with a bunch of class changes. So like we'll focus mostly. I want to focus mostly on the Misweaver ones plus some of the other healer ones, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, but in general, a bunch of classes are getting changes, right? Which is, you know, something I think that in general we've always asked for. Um, we talked about this. I mean, I remember talking about this like mid Shadowlands with you and just being like, it would be awesome if we just got changes every once, even if like it was just numbers, like changes or just something like it just sucks knowing for like the next six weeks, nothing's going to happen Yeah, um, with your class. Right. Um, yeah. Or, or to be fair, the flip side of that is like I'm overpowered and broken right now. So for the next six weeks, I will continue to be overpowered and broken, and I happen to like hit the lottery with like picking my class the right way. Yeah. Um, um, 
But no, but no. So the mystery change is pretty, pretty significant. So um, I'll just read them off sort of quickly as we talk through this. So number one, all healing increased by 3%. So this is just an aura buff, 3% more healing on everything, which is awesome. They're also buffing Vivify healing by 5%. This is on top of the Vivify buffs they did a couple weeks ago. Um, and this affects all Vivify healing from what we've seen. So it's not just the main heal. It's also it's on any all, of the cleave, the cleave targets. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's, again, and on top of the 3% healing that Vivify will also receive from the aura, uh, pretty solid buff to Vivify healing, we'll say. Um, they also are increasing healing and decreasing mana cost reduction offered by Cloud of Focus to 20%. So it's a 20% buff to your Enveloping Mist healing and Vivify along with a 20% mana reduction. This stacks up to 3 um within clouded focus so this is definitely more of a i don't pvp but this is definitely more of a pvp focus change i'd say or at least if it was in my mind um clouded focus competes with ancient teachings the choice node between the two so if you do any sort of pve content you're more than likely not taking it um i don't know if monks take it in pvp but right i mean in any event they're they're buffing clouded focus um which is which is good um Peaceful Mending, uh, which is uh, right before, it's uh, right around the Shaylin's Gift, lower right-hand side of the tree, um, which is basically whenever you are Soothing Mists, or, or Trannelling Soothing Mists, I'm sorry, um, on a target, that target receives increased healing from Enveloping Mist and Renewing Mist on the target. So this is a Soothing Mist up, you know, sort of buff. It's not, again, a PvE-style thing, um, but if you use Soothing Mist, particularly in PvP, or if you play a build where Soothing Mist is uh, something you cast a lot. Here's a buff to um, the targets that you're Soothing. Uh, they're enveloping and, and renewing Mist, so um, solid increase there. Um, and then here we get some stupid stuff. So Spinning okay. Crane Kick damage is increased by 15%. Does this uh, feed into the Spinning Crane Kick meme build? Yes, which is just... <laughs> oh, God. Um, so... This is, yeah, this is an ancient concord. I think it's ancient. It's one of the awakened Feyline or ancient corns. I always forget between the two because you always take all those Feyline upgrades if you're going right. to build. But, right. um, yeah, I mean, this just makes like anytime there's more than three targets now, I think it, I think this puts it at like three or more targets in range. You will just literally spam spinning crane kick and do, you know, tons of damage, tons of healing. So, um, it's like three or four now. So, definitely a huge buff to damage there, which is just, Awesome. Particularly, I mean, in raid, not as useful. Like other than primal council, there's not a ton of bosses that have consistent like three or four targets in range that you're hitting all right. the time. Um, people have tried to make it work on Kurag, but there's just not enough like time with multiple mobs around the boss. Right? Yeah. I know the boss have the add, but it's only two. So yeah, you could maybe stack the adds on the boss in the intermission. And just take yeah. advantage of there being a third target, even though you can't really damage it effectively. Yeah, but even then, it's it probably still yeah. isn't worth it for like the even positioning and other people in the like. Like yeah, you can't really do point. that in the the fire lightning intermission. You yeah. gotta do that. Like you could do it in the earth frost one, but yeah, it's not that part. It's not really worth it. So council and raid is probably the only one this is. But this is a huge mythic plus buff, right? So anytime you're pulling yeah. multiple mobs. You'll do a ton more damage and solid healing. Um, Ancient Concordance also got a buff. It increased the chance for Rising Sun Kick to reset by 5% and 10% was was 3 and 6. So this is um, a good reset chance increase. And then Lessons of Doubt increases healing and damage by up to 40%, which was 35. And Doubt was... I always get Doubt wrong. 
in terms of the lessons. So I'm going to look it up real quick because we're talking. Okay. We're slowly try and stall for time. But the lessons update, um, you know, more healing from from the lessons piece. And lessons was, uh, uh, oh, yeah, you're, um, they do more healing based on the target's current health. So the lower health they, they are, the more healing it will. I used to be up to 35%. Now it's up to 40%. So gotcha. low health so people just, receive, you know, uh, you know, a little bit more healing, we'll say when you're healing yeah. them and it's dynamic too. So like it would work on, you know, renewing missed hots that are ticking would increase as the target's health gets lower, um, which is good. So nice. Um, cool. Take a break. Cause it's a fair amount of changes on Mistweaver. And um, I mean, all Wait. in all, it just, it's just a nice buff to Mistweaver healing, right? Like I think in general, people will say that, you know, Mistweavers are probably, you know, in terms of HPS third right now in the raid. Um, behind like evokers are just absolutely broken and yeah. druids are crushing it, just, which they haven't crushed in a while in raid, so it's good to see I them mean, up there too. So Druid Druids were insane in season three Shadowlands. Oh, that's true. Raid. That's true. But nobody nobody ran druids because it was all just priests and paladins, so yeah. Um, but if you had a Fair druid, you, you'd have one there. So um but no, yeah, so um, yeah, tons of, I think, monk changes. Um, but just in general, tons of, so all good things, I guess. So to wrap it up, all good things. It doesn't, I don't think it makes Mistweaver the best healer in the game. I don't think we'll touch Evoker still, even with their yeah. slight nerf. Um, but um, but it definitely makes Mistweaver, I think, a solid choice. Like, I don't think you're hurting, a lot of people say, like, you're hurting your raid by bringing a Mistweaver, whatever that may be. I think at this point, like, you can you can play Mistweaver in almost anything and, and be you know, at the top or, or topping your, your meters, if you care about that as a healer. So, yeah. Um, and that comes, like you mentioned another, like a, a bunch of healer tuning across the board, like Holy Priests got an aura buff of 3%. Shamans mm-hmm. uh, got buffs of 10% to healing surge, chain heal, healing wave, healing rain. And I don't know what overflowing shores is. I'm assuming it's a talent related to Riptide. Yep. Um, and, uh evoker like you said five percent healing reduction restoration druid three percent healing reduction um so there's a bunch of healer changes not enough to like break the meta but enough to kind of close the gap a bit yeah and i think i mean i will say this is the most people were sort of talking about this or memeing on this on twitter but it's like the most heal healer changes we've gotten like between major patches ever and even in some cases like think over the course of shadowlands this is more changes just through this point of dragonflight than all of shadowlands came yeah uh, in terms of like healer like just you know adjustments and things like that so it's good that they're focusing on this i will say that like i feel i not i actually don't feel about this but it's funny that they don't they're not touching disc right um which is an interesting one because they've been sort of in limbo for for a large portion of or for most of dragonflight right um yeah they did get but, uh, disc buffs. We got disc buffs like last week. Yeah, that's true. But they yeah, minor, we'll say minor at best, um, type of type of adjustment. So no, yeah. I, I I think the point that I wanted to sort of make here is that like they're like Blizzard seems to be much more willing to make changes. Uh particularly for I mean, healers in general, I'm always happy with like just mix it up, like change things, all that fun stuff. But it's even across the board, there's changes to like, you know, I think you mentioned even before we started, like the blood buffs came in, right? Yeah. Um, which are which are really good. Like Guardian Druids got a ton of uh changes, right? I don't know if they're make Guardian Druids good or not, but yeah. I don't know anything about tanks, but like there's a there's a ton of changes in the notes to to Guardian. So 
so like blood decay got a bunch of nerfs these are primarily aoe damage buffs um mm -hmm. and most of it also increases things that you can use to actually establish threat before things are hitting you which is a problem that blood decay has a lot of its aoe damage comes from things hitting you gotcha. um, shattering bone when you get hit when a, a bone shield charge gets consumed um, it does damage to things around you, but if you're not getting hit, you're not doing any of that damage, and it's like one of the highest damage sources you're going to have in an AoE setting. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, there's buffs to Heart Strike, Blood Plague, Blood Boil, Death and Decay, uh, Shattering Bone itself, um, and then the buff, the damage buff that you get while you're in um, in Death and Decay. So there's like a lot of AoE. I think primarily actually targeted at threat, not actually at, at like damage numbers. Gotcha. Um, there like it does increase damage that's for sure but these are all like going to make it just a little bit easier to get threat in a mythic plus setting in particular you're going to be able to and like on razageth like we're going to hit the intermission right and i'm going to be able to put stuff like put down my death and decay and hit a couple of blood boils and that's just like i'm gonna be less likely to lose threat on one of the mages to uh you know one of the mages yeah. <laughs> um things like that uh they also uh there's some buffs to guardian druid like you said they got primarily defensive buffs uh armor from iron fur armor from iron for talents uh absorb shields from uh their ursox fury talent which is like the uh the talent version of ursox fury remembered from shadowlands the legendary mm -hmm. uh frenzied regeneration cooldown reduction got buffed uh even more buffs to iron for like they really buffed iron for um they they buffed their new lunar beam talent um which they also i think fixed that this week maybe that was last week they fixed it to no longer heal enemies so that's you know, good good it's good um <laughs> I, they also they got a, a fix this week that went live uh tooth and claw one of the talents that guardian druid has that's supposed to grant 15 percent magic damage reduction was not granting any oh geez okay, so well, they fixed good. that uh that now grants 15 percent magic damage reduction as it is supposed to um, nice, nice so that's a pretty big fix for them um and then there's uh there's no brewmaster changes but protection paladin damage buffs across the board i mean it's avenger shield and then your blessed hammer talent um and then hammer of wrath all got buffed and so they are the the overarching kind of story of all of these buffs that we're getting and nerfs that we're getting is we're getting like a light touch on the overperformers, mm -hmm. um and we're getting pretty significant, like, we are buffing things on the underperforming specs. Like, if it's not a meta spec, like, expect a buff, I yeah. think, is is currently kind of the message we're getting, which is great. Like, this is, like, it, 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 it makes it feel less bad to be on a spec that's underperforming because you know they're, like, sending things out and, like, none of these are going to break it. Like, they're, none of these are going to, like, completely upend, you know your specs viability although we have gotten stuff like the celestial brew change for brewmasters that mm -hmm. is really close to that just as an individual change that did a lot um and some of the talent changes for mistweaver also were very significant like all the stuff with um like the spinning crane kick build now lessons of anger on the storm surge intermission yeah like there's a lot of stuff like that that is 
really good and just like targeting the underperforming specs and like disc priest disc priest is kind of in a weird place where it's like still very valuable but obviously not as powerful as right. uh something like a a preservation evoker preservation evoker is just like the best thing in the game which is yeah which sucks i'll say but no, I mean, I think I think in general, this is this is what I think we've wanted from Blizzard for a while in terms of like just like changing the game, like just doing doing any sort of changes to the game, right? Because I think there there are te- there are things within the community where like we realize like, hey, these specs are not as good as other specs, right? And so yeah. like I can look at you know nine dot uh, like actually even before this, like if we look at like Legion launch stuff, right? And like the fact that like Mistweaver was an awful class for Legion launch. I will like, I will yeah. fight anyone who wants to yeah, talk about was. like how bad the class was. Um, just bad. It was unfun to play every, and it was also not powerful. So it wasn't like it was powerful and unfun to play, which is unfun to play. Also not as powerful. And so like, this is, you know, we're starting to see this and like, from my point of view, I wonder, I wonder if Blizzard's ability to do this is because they, the classes are in general much simpler. And when I say much simpler in that, like, when you buff or nerf something within a class, it's all contained within that class. You don't have to care about yeah. another system interacting with it, right? You you don't have covenant abilities and soulbinds propping things up. You don't have like the Nia soulbinds propping things up or the Dreamweaver soulbind, the, the haste circle that you get from that, not yep. propping up anybody's damage. You don't have like look at a mage spec and go, wow, we need to nerf that and go, well, we can't nerf Dreamweaver, which is a significant chunk of their power. Because doing that also nerfs these, you know, seven other specs that rely on it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's that, and then yeah, it's it's the whole idea of like, how do you how do you change Bone Dust Brew in the Covenant system to be better for Mistweaver, but not overpowered or out of control for Windwalker or or Brewmaster, right? And Turns so out the answer is you remove it from Mistweaver. That's true. Um, that is actually exactly true. So, I mean, I, I, I wonder if it's, if it's number one, like, I wonder if that has a component of the, just Blizzard's ability to more clearly say, okay, if I make these changes, they're contained within the class and they're not going to impact other systems. I don't have to think about other systems as we do this. Right. Um, I, maybe that's, I think that's probably one component of it. And then I think it's, you know, probably just the idea of like, like if you want, like, you don't always have to release new, like cinematic story experiences or raids to like be new content right to keep people engaged right you can do yeah. these sort of like mix up with classes in the between those big moments and people will still play right i think that's going through like shadowlands and everything like that it always felt like blizzard was like okay here's like my massive story content raid content that we're going to place down and that's going to be why people like flock to the game right yeah. and then we need to be ready sooner with the next one so like once we drop that it's Forget about that. That's out. The game is the game. And then we're going to focus on the next big, like, massive, like, zone, story, raid, whatever it ends up being. Right, We're going to drop that in. Um, And it seems like a little bit of a mentality shift here where they're starting to, like, do, like, be more, I guess, like, I don't know what discipline is my third word, but maybe they're, I don't want to say they're putting more planning into it because I also don't think that's the case. I think they're doing less planning. (laughs) But, like, the idea of is, like, they have these smaller things they've got that, sort of keep people will keep people engaged and then along with those smaller things they can say okay we have a team that can tweak classes right yeah um, and so no it's it's been it's been a lot of fun it's been i'll say like also more annoying uh just from a discord perspective of like 
people being like, okay, is this good now? Or is Missouver good now? Or like, and I'm like, well, we're never bad. Uh, Anomaly, is the caster build good now? Is cast weaver good now? Is the one true way to play Miss Weaver now to stand in the back and channel Soothing Mist? Oh my god. It's just... Ugh. I don't even mind those questions. If people were smart about like asking them, because like you can stand in melee and do that, and I wouldn't care. It's not a cast or Miss Weaver. It's not a thing. Like You can't hit anything from range, Emelson. Like, leg sweep mm-hmm. is melee. Like All your actual damage abilities, which don't even matter. How are you like, going to spinning crane kick? The model you're not from 40 yards away yeah you're not you're just you're literally gonna be afk in the back channeling soothing myths on someone who doesn't need it and you're an idiot um you, sorry soothing in the back channeling soothing myth soothing mist on the tank spamming them with vivifies 99 over healing god and then getting range mechanics because you're at range when you could just stand in melee and afk and do the exact same thing in any event yeah, god. yeah i think somebody asked that literally 20 minutes ago um by the way <laughs> um but um, but no, I mean it's 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 really cool from my point of view to see Blizzard start to start to do that and be consistent. Like I think we've always like we've we've sort of talked about this multiple times and that like if they just made more frequent changes or more updates, it'd be good, good or bad, right? Because I think it's funny. I was I don't know I don't know if it was an interview one of Preach's interviews or if it was an interview I read with was listening to with like I think it was an interview with like Greg Street Ghostcrawler. He was doing like on some riot stuff, not WoW related, but um, where he was like, yeah, in some cases we just buff or nerf things because like of the community perception. He's like, it doesn't actually change the balance, but it's like, we'll just put this in. I think he was talking about League of Legends where they're like, they'll just make this change. And it's like, just because the community thinks it's overpowered. It's like, we don't think it, we don't think the hero is overpowered. Like, we don't think this is going to material change the meta, but we'll put it in the game and like, it'll make a slight adjustment and maybe things will change. And I think, you know, even if, some of this, some of that is like what Blizzard's doing, right? It's where it's like yeah. just, hey, just to put something in patch notes so that the community th- thinks we're talking about this, like the hunter thing, right? Like increasing yeah. hunter damage just because the community's oh, upset about the bow, a, right? Where like it well, might not make a huge difference, but uh, they just need to nerf the bow, man. They That's just got to nerf the bow. That's they could true. they could buff all hunters by ten percent, nerf the bow, and it would be like, yeah, like same. Make the bow like on par with the Aerodog ring, which is already a super good item. <laughs> it's just not like defining whether you get to play on the final boss or not. That's true. That is true. Um, <laughs> but no, I think I mean I, I think from my point of view, it's it's good to see a lot of just a lot of changes, right? Just to sort of keep people on their toes. And I mean, to be fair, I think it's on the the flip side, like making the community realize Blizzard's thinking about this stuff, right? They're not going to, they might not nerf or buff or make the changes you want for your class, but they're making changes to classes. And so like, which is a huge departure from Shadowlands, which was like, unless it was PVP and unless it was a broken bug, you saw nothing between the 05 and like next, like dot release patch, right? Yeah, it it does make it so much easier to be like, I'm going to just keep playing my class because if it's not good, it's going to get buffed. And if the buffs aren't enough, they'll buff it again. Like yeah. we have, we have somebody who's played Resto Shaman for us this tier, and Resto Shaman has not been in the greatest place. But you know what, Resto Shaman is now on its like third round of buffs, and yeah. I mean they're gonna keep going. <laughs> One of these days they'll make it good. Exactly, exactly. That's funny. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's all in all, you know, I'm always happy for Miss Weaver buffs, right? I'm always happy for like classes getting better. Um, and I'm always happy that the outliers sort of get brought down. Like, I think the 5% on preservation, like, 
talking to a couple of preservation invokers, some in my guild and just some that sort of play the class, it's it's actually not that big of a deal, we'll say. <laughs> like yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I don't like even if no other class got buffed and they only received a five percent nerf, they're they're still probably the the best healer in the game right now. Yeah. But and it's I mean, <laughs> it's something, right? It's like a minor chip at that armor. So they did um in 10.0.5, they made some talent changes and some spell changes to make their ramps less ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know if they were successful, but they were trying. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's um it's uh it's good to see this, right? It's good to see that they're like yeah. taking a look at this stuff and and um and trying to you know just just adjusting the game. Like the game doesn't play the same, right? So it's it's cool that like from Mistweaver they brought in Shaylin's gift in a in an 05 patch, right? Like not even like a major patch. And that yeah, that is changed like that has brought in so much more build diversity, both in terms of Mythic Plus and Raid. And like yeah. you can play the builds we started with, which are perfectly fine, but then you can go the Shaylun's gift build, which is like a roll the bones type thing. It's slightly more difficult to play, I'd say. I mean, well, yeah, slightly more difficult to play. There's a little bit more nuance in how you get the same amount of healing out of it, but it's right. it's viable. And when you when you hit that fear on a big damage event, like you are you are coasting, you are you are doing yeah. some healing. So yeah, it's a it has that sort of fun to it. Yeah, I I do wonder a little bit if like. They like ripped out a bunch of the core of the game, right, in order to build the new talent system. I wonder if that has given them some, uh, some, some courage to be like, yeah, we're gonna just like, we've already like ripped the game apart and put it back together. We can just like, new spell, whatever. We can do that. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I mean, too, like the other thing I think about is because they probably work on these talent trees for a while. I bet you there's a ton of stuff on the cutting room floor that are like, oh, yeah, we just bring true. that back easy. Like it's like. Hey, this did we didn't think this would work in the original iteration, but like a bunch of feedback we got from the players. Now we're like, let's just drop that in there and try it. You know, or, what I mean? or like, you know, they put out a talent build and they're like, you know, they had to make a choice. You can't have every talent in yeah. the tree. And they had to make a choice and they weren't sure on the choice. And they're like, you know what? Okay, I I, I made the choice. Maybe it was the wrong one. We're gonna sw- switch things around and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is um yeah, which from my perspective, I think is like, yeah, again, just Super cool. And I think you're right. I think I, I think too the the reception the community has given to the talent trees, I think has probably given them like yeah, a little bit of confidence just to sort of make changes like this in the middle. And I think at the same point, I'm I'm also thinking I'm not thinking, but I, I also believe too, like leadership over there also has given some of the design folks a little bit more leeway of saying, like, hey, we have enough people here that if this change doesn't work, we'll just we'll just revert, we'll go back, right? We're less yeah. concerned about like making that mistake. We're less concerned about getting this perfect every time we put it out. And like yeah. the bigger concern should be that's like, for sure. in the middle. Right. <laughs> there have yeah. been so many broken deploys. Yeah. Yeah. Which people get upset about in like downtime. But like the other thing too is like when WoW, like a lot of people will say that like classic or like, you know, the earlier expansions were where WoW was at its peak, right? When you think about like, I mean, classic in general is always the best example because like there would be days the game would be down, right? And yeah. like, I remember distinctly like getting like a week's worth of game time one time. The game was down for like two straight days or something ridiculous. Yeah. And so like for me, like the downtime sucks, right? And you know, it, it you know, if you play this game a lot, it's awful because you lose like half a day's worth of doing it. But um I think if I have to take like trading posts coming out and the game being down for like sixteen hours over two days versus like Shadowlands where we got zero changes or new stuff for six months, like I'm fine yeah. with you know, yeah game I, i'm willing to pay two. the price yeah yeah um this is definitely like if i had to choose 
I would choose the bugs. Like, and to reiterate, Shadowlands was also buggy. Yeah. We just got used to the bugs because they stuck around, right? Yeah. Like stuff like the Weapons of Order bug for Brewmaster, where you had two different monks in your raid and they both hit Weapons of Order. Well, that sucks. Yeah. One of you gets the benefit. <laughs> exactly. Um, so just stuff like that that like stuck around the whole expansion. Yeah. I mean, the, the haste bug for Mistweaver is on Fallen Order, where, like, if you went above a certain haste percentage, they just stopped casting things they were supposed to be casting. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. No, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely, like, stuff like that that never got fixed. It's, yeah, those are, those are almost game-breaking, which is, like, yeah, the trading post didn't work for two days, but it seemed like they've gotten most of it figured out. Like, I haven't heard a bunch of people being upset about it so far. So, and I think yeah. in general, I mean, I'm, I was super high on Dragonflight, and I think... See, even if they didn't make Mistweaver updates this week, I say I think the same thing I would have said was like I'm super high on like just them continuing to make changes and yeah, um, yeah, on the outlook of the game. So no, it's it's been fun. Diurna, not so much fun. Um, right now I had fun on that boss because I can't you try, kill it. You should try tanking it. No, I will never tank in another raid. I'm also like Matteo DPS. I'm getting I'm getting upset about. This oh game, boy. Like, <laughs> uh but uh no but um oh there's a story but, uh, there the but that story awesome. that story might have to wait for next week because we are yeah. right about out of time and i think we both got stuff to that we got to get done oh, this that's afternoon. true i didn't realize the time i've had too much time talking about the buffs yeah no we are yeah we are out of time unfortunately <laughs> um but yeah i <laughs> games games humming along i'm i'm this is this is so much better than like yeah. just thinking about this versus Castle Nathria, this is night and day difference. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, 100%. That is going to be it for the show, of the week. show this week. If I can speak, thank you all for watching and or listening. If you enjoy this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over at the Peak of Serenity, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Peak of Serenity. And, of course, come and join the Discord got questions about the nuances of Shailun's gift, figuring out when and where you can spin to win, go and, uh, go and ask Anomaly in the Mistweaver channel. Uh, please ping him directly. He really likes that. Love, super, might not respond, but you can do yeah, it for sure. Yeah, he loves it. Loves <laughs> it. Anyway, that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.